What's up? My name is Sierra Andrews. Hi, I'm Lizzie Lavin. And this and is what, what you missed at, at the, the WC. WC. Welcome back. This is a re-recording of Gender Disparities in Athletics. It was brought to our attention how language in this episode could come across how we didn't intend it to. So we're here to talk and to support athletes that have been failed by our country and local legislation. Yeah, we really just want to dive back into this topic and make sure we get it as inclusive and the point across as well as possible. Yeah. So we we recorded gender disparities in athletics due to in March when March Madness was going on, mm-hmm. the Georgia Tech women's basketball coach um, Nell Fortner made a public statement to the NCAA. Quote: Thank you for using the three biggest weeks of your organization's year to expose exactly how you feel about women's basketball. An afterthought. End quote. Yeah, that quote really emphasizes like for those of you that haven't heard about um, the disparities in March Madness, like the women's teams were completely underappreciated, not acknowledged, not given the same resources, time, energy, money, COVID uh, precautions, like anything. They were not taken seriously compared to the men's um, teams during March Madness. And even though that like March Madness has passed on, there's still like plenty of um, examples in athletics of women not being taken seriously, women's teams not being taken seriously or given the amenities that men's teams are. Absolutely. And so this message came out because of exactly what Sierra was talking about. The amenities given to women compared to men were more than unequal. It was mm-hmm. it was really it was embarrassing. It was really they embarrassing. Didn't try to hide anything. And um it that again that um repeated ideology of like how less important women's sports are compared to men's sports yeah. due to the treatment of organizations like the NCAA. Um, A viral video came out, Mm -hmm. um, and it was in San Antonio, and it was an Oregon Stuck player, and um, she posted what the weight room looked like. And it was so embarrassing. They just had like a stack of weights, just a and stack like of a weights, yoga mat. Yeah, and like, and the reason that NCAA said that they weren't given equal weight rooms as the men, they're like, oh, we didn't have the room or the capacity to be able to do that, especially with COVID. And it was like that just was a lie. Like they That's had straight so much lie. room. They had an entire gymnasium with literally like one stack of weights and one yoga mat compared to a video of the men's was released and they had everything they needed, you know, full weight room, full set of anything they could have desired. You know, I don't know a lot about weight rooms, yeah. but I can tell that one of them but was it, taken more it, seriously. It, it's, it's, it's not just about the weight room. Mm-hmm. It's this repeated treatment of women's sports. Mm-hmm. And I imagine playing basketball your whole life to the point you, you make a team that's able to compete for the NCAA team, this is, like, one of the biggest tournaments. And to really just be knocked down in that way, not mm-hmm. not from outside sources, from people hosting that tournament. Yeah. I think that really speaks volumes. It does. And it all comes down to advertising mm-hmm. and what people think they can make money off of. Yes. And people just assume that you can profit off of men's sports more, profit off of. So they're... If you see, like, where advertisements go or, like, where, like, money for 
you know, these resources do go. They never put them towards the women's teams because they see them as an afterthought or something that they can't profit off of as much as. It absolutely plays into gender roles, a thousand percent of um, what women are able to do, what women are mm -hmm. profitable for in um, very misogynistic. Yeah, and this goes back to, you know, this has been going on for a long time. A specific example I was thinking of was FIFA. So the FIFA World Cup, there's a huge thing that happened where it was in 2018. So let me tell you a little bit about the prize tell me money. about it. That was for the FIFA World Cup. So 2018, the men's prize money was $400 million total. $400 million. I know. I can't even like fathom $400 million. What would you buy? Um, maybe some shoes. Yeah. Um, Living pay off large. my debt. <laughs> um, anything you want. Literally. Anything I want. But you know what? The women got $30 million. There's a $370 million difference in the prize money. And when it came down to the individual, if we saw that, so that was the prize money total. So it's $400 million? For men. Versus 30 million for women. And then wow. when it comes down to individual winner's prize money, mm -hmm. 38 million was given to the men and 4 million was given to women's FIFA. And so that's just one example of the difference. And I know that's like sometimes when women's teams win, mm -hmm. they still like as winners, as champions of their sport, they make like a fraction of like what a man would a man would get for participating in said sport. You know, it's just the the allocation of the funds is completely messed up. <laughs> completely messed up. I forget I'm on a podcast. I'm just shaking my head behind the microphone. <laughs> it's kind of speechless. It's like yeah. It's so apparent. Like you really don't even have to do any work to like just see the gender disparities. Mm -hmm. And it's in our culture too. It's like, I know we were talking about like, think back to like high school. During sports, you know, women can play, women can play volleyball maybe. Maybe they could get some volleyball time, but like football's where it's at. And football's mm -hmm. where we put our money. But like, even with basketball in my high yeah. school, um, I remember I was in student council and there were times where we were required to stay for um, women's basketball, which was an hour before men's. It was mm -hmm. right before men's back to back. And all the students would flood in once men's basketball mm -hmm. started. It was it was never advertised as much for those times. And think of how frustrating that is. Think about how hard, how much hard work it would yeah. be to be an athlete as well as a student, and to make your way through that mental and physical challenge mm -hmm. to be achieving in that way, and then to continuously be shut down and not, by taken any, and not taken seriously in any sports context ever there's like there's no difference in the amount of time and dedication that it takes and the amount of physical like training that you have to do it's just as competitive yes. it's just as difficult yes. like it's just as hard but it's so obvious the difference is there in mm -hmm. what's taken seriously and what isn't and um, our culture definitely has a very narrow scope of sports context when it comes to gender roles. Women are always seen as supportive. If, they, if they're playing the sport, it's not as important. If they're at the sports events, they're the cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. Like, it is very... Um, that stereotypical view of stereoty high school. Like, oh, yeah. She's a cheerleader and he's a football player mm -hmm. on the basketball team. You know, it's always women are placed in the supporting roles. 
yes. ever as the main event. Absolutely. We also see in our culture the lack of support for transgender athletes and non-binary athletes. Yeah, sports are a very gendered thing. Like, it's very much like... They are, they are gendered. They're gendered in the way that they prioritize cis men. And we see that especially with the increase of state legislation trying to prohibit transgender athletes from performing on um, high school level teams, any sports teams. We saw it specifically with like women's sports teams. Mm -hmm. They wanted to prohibit transgender athletes. And so from NPR around March Madness, they came out with how there was roughly 35 bills introduced at a state legislator level that would limit or prohibit That was transgender. in 2021 alone, too. That was 2021 alone. In 2021, three months in, 35, 35 bills. bills limiting or prohibiting transgender athletes from performing. And um, there was only two, two bills in 2019. In 2019. Yeah. And it's, there's just been such a resurgence of this like debate coming up and there has been talk about it nationwide. Absolutely. We wanted to talk about it because um, UNL is a athletic community. It is heavily mm-hmm. athletic focused. And with all this discrimination coming out, we wanna talk about it, bring some awareness to it, show our support to our transgender athletes. These surgeons of bills are really rooted in discrimination and gender roles as well. This athletic context seems to not be progressive, but then to continue further be discriminatory. Mm -hmm. Um, It's notoriously been very gendered, gendered role, and now it's showing more of its true colors. Um, The heated debates or um, controversies around these bills Mm -hmm. that we see a lot is how it would be an unfair advantage over cisgendered women compared to transgender women and girls being on the same team. But it's just, like, incorrect. Like Completely incorrect and rooted in an ideology that transgender women and girls aren't women. But that's exactly, that's not the case. And, like, biological, this argument that, like, there's biological differences is just completely incorrect, too, because, like, there's biological difference in everyone. Every single person. Like It is such an individual anatomy. Like, yeah, it, but it's like there's no factual basis for saying that people shouldn't be able to compete if they have biological differences because I can't compete against these athletes. Mm-hmm. Like, There's a lot of recent legislation that's discriminatory towards transgender community mm-hmm. in... Um, it's sitting on the basis, like, this is sitting on this hill that transgender women and girls would have an unfair advantage comparative to cisgender women, which is completely false and it is invalidating. Like, yeah. it surprises me the legislation can get so far in our court system that is for the sole purpose of being discriminatory toward the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. And it sits in our court systems that are supposed to be respectable, supposed to be com- governing our body, yet are still having conversations about false ideology, ideology mm-hmm. that's rooted in hate, rooted yeah. in discrimination. And we really just wanted to talk about this today because we know that the university hasn't come out with 
I guess, a direct statement when there have been events or articles, it hasn't been supportive. Yeah. And we're a very sports-driven school. Yes. Like, you know, go big red all across the nation. Like, our school we're a big is known 10. for its sport. We're big 10. Like, we are known for a lot of our sports. And the fact that it's not being talked about as much on our campus as it should be is alarming. And so, you know, we want to start those conversations and see if there is any change in the future. If they do have statements or what becomes of it. It's alarming that this rhetoric can continue so far, even into our bleeding into our legislation. Mm -hmm. We hope everyone who wants to play sports can play sports and have fun, be taken seriously, given the weight rooms that they deserve, given the money that they deserve. Regardless of gender. Regardless of gender. So I just push. continue to, I played volleyball in seventh grade, not to flex. Mm. I think about how much life is dedicated to sport. How much life is Especially dedicated to an athlete. An athlete feels like a, a central part to people's lives when they play sports. It, Some people's identities. Yes, you, you grow with it. You grow up with it. You work towards that goal. And it's it really is more than upsetting that that can all happen within each individual. Mm -hmm. And yet it doesn't matter because you're not a cis man. <laughs> like. Yeah. Hopefully we will see a change. There will be a change because think about all the cool people listening to this podcast and <laughs> all the cool things that they could do. Yes, so many, many cool things on the horizon. This was a perfect episode to, again, advertise if there are things in our podcast that you want to have a conversation about you're questioning, that you want to comment on, anything ever, please hit us up. And going into the new semester and over the summer, we're going to have a lot more opportunities to engage with students and, you know, connect on a personal level. So we look forward to meeting a lot of y'all in person, in the center, on campus, maybe even at a sports game. Hey. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'll go to one Catch of Catch you at the next game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But it's an exciting time. Mm -hmm. Lots of things on the horizon. We will catch you next time. I'm Lizzie. I'm Sierra. And this is What, what You Missed, missed at, at the WC. WC. Bye. Peace.